Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is August 11th, 2016. We're going to have a, re- a quite an inspirational show today with our special guest, Dr. Reggie Padden. And we're going to be talking about how you can overcome your limitations, which we all have. Dr. Padden's mission, it's really all about helping people to overcome these things. And he, um, in his spare time, of course, is an award-winning speaker. <laughs> his, his story has inspired many to believe in themselves and to recognize their God-given potential. His, um, his academic life is that he has a doctorate in education. And he also just came out with a new book called Get Out of the Dumpster. So we will be talking about his book. There will be a great deal of emphasis on that. So let's bring him on to our show now. Hello, Dr. Padden. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Denise. It's a pleasure. I was really excited about this program because we all suffer from limitations or lack of motivation. And this is where you're an incredible expert in the leadership management training area. So first of all, I want to ask you, how in the world did you get on this path? <laughs> well, um, the, what do you mean the, the path of that I am or the book or exactly what do you mean? Um, the path for, for your passion for um, well, helping people. It's it's interesting that my my inspiration actually came from from a dumpster. Um, as a as a young man, I made I made a couple of mistakes as young people tend to do, and one of those mistakes was that I I decided to drop out of high school. Um, so I dropped out. I married very young. Uh, I had a, I had a kid um, right away, and without an education, it was um, it was impossible almost impossible to support my family. So. It became very difficult. The only jobs that I could find were, you know, being a janitor or, or a delivery boy. Um, and finally landed a dream job, quote-unquote, uh, with, uh, with a company. It was a little bit more stable, um, paying me a whole bunch of money. I think it was like $8 an hour. Um, and a little bit I know that the company was actually going under. It was going out of business. And one of the things they cut from their budget was the waste management company. So my boss called me to his office one day and said, hey, I need you to go get one of the company trucks, um, back it up to every single dumpster around the company, 
uh, get inside the dumpster, uh, take all the garbage out of there, put it in the back of the truck, drive it to the landfill, and dump it there. And that was my that was my job for an entire that was my job for an entire summer. Now, if you can imagine walking by a dumpster in the middle of the summer, it's pretty unpleasant. Now, imagine being mm-hmm. in it, uh, just just deep inside inside the inside a dumpster. That was my inspiration. It didn't take me long to figure out that that is that is not what I wanted to do for my life. It was no way for me to support my family, and it inspired me to do something about it. And long story mm-hmm. short, I, I I was able to develop um, some some key habits in my life. That subsequently, I, I went back and got my GED, um, completed a, a bachelor's degree. I was the first person in my family to to go to college. Um, did you go? Did you? Did you go to um, college during the day or at night? Actually, it was it was during the day, so I would I would work at night. Um, I should I had a uh, an evening job and then sometimes a part time job during the weekend, and I would go to school oh. during the day because the school I attended was not. It was a pretty traditional college, you know, for the the kid coming out mm-hmm. of coming out of high school. Not not for the adults of the adult learner. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's unfortunate I, I, I received my, my doctorate and I've been able to grow in my career and I wrote this book and so I wanted to share with everybody what, um, what to do when you find yourself in, in those stinky dumpster situations. <laughs> That's just amazing. It's an amazing story. <laughs> so let's talk, well, let's talk about how you developed um, the content of your book. Well, sure. Um, How did you, you develop know, it? I, yeah, um, you know, it was for me. I've been I've been thinking about this book for a while. I just didn't. I, I always felt inadequate that I I, I I wasn't an authority to write anything that anybody would be interested in reading. And so, finally, when I finished my doctorate, I waited about a year thinking about okay, what do I want to say. And, and the way I laid out the book was basically the, the steps that I've taken, uh, well, the steps that I took to get out of that original dumpster, and then the steps, the steps that I've taken to get out of other subsequent dumpsters. Because what I found out was that the original dumpster was one thing. I have faced other dumpsters in my life, and people everywhere face dumpsters of fear and doubt and bad relationships, spiritual dumpsters. and um, And so I decided to... Um, look back and say, okay, what were the things that got me out? And that's how I laid out the the, the, the outline for the book. That's that's great. So what were they? Well, um, first, I mean, in, in, and of course, these are these are probably not the, the same steps that other people would take. But for me, it took a change of mindset, and so I sh- I had to shift my mind from you know dumpster thinking, what I what I call dumpster thinking. Um, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to to thinking thinking about what it what it was that I wanted, and I tell people that you know the, you know that you're in a dumpster, and what what takes you to a dumpster is when you lose sight of your purpose. If you the moment that you let you lose sight of your of your purpose, what is your purpose on in life? What is it that you're supposed to be doing? Um, then we start wandering from here, you know, here and there and everywhere, and we lose mm-hmm. sight of sight of that. So I, the first thing is to shift your mind, shift your mind towards your purpose, what it is that you want to do. Then you have to make a make the decision because a lot of people think things to death. 
but they never take the the, mm-hmm. the first step. And so I tell people, I say, okay, uh, make sure that you're, you're clear or, or more or less clear as to what the direction that you want to take, but then take the first step. And so make make the decision. What if you're afraid? Um, I, I find well, a lot of people are afraid to take that first step. They get paralyzed. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 people will go to their grave um, not having taken that first step. But here's one thing that I have found okay. out: you will fe- you will fear and you will feel that sense of uh, of fear until you take the first step, and then magically, magically, it goes away. Um, I had a, I, I had to, one of the dumpsters that I faced later on in life was a, a change in careers. And I agonized mm-hmm. because I, I had reached, I had reached the, you know, uh, the, almost the pinnacle of one career. And now I was, I was shifting to another career. So that meant I had to go back to school, make new contacts, uh, you know, basically start, restart again. And I agonized over that decision for about two years. And the minute I made the decision oh. and actually took the step, the fear went away. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, take the first take the first step. And this is what I tell people. Once you start taking small steps, you don't have to take a huge leap. It's not a huge leap of faith. In my case, that was a huge leap of faith. Um, but not, mm-hmm. not, not blind faith. I, I prepare myself for it. When you make those steps, you start gaining confidence. You start believing in yourself. You start you start saying to yourself, "Wow, that wasn't that wasn't bad at all. I can do this." And so you mm-hmm. start making you know making more steps. Then the next thing the next thing next thing I tell people is you have to focus on your execution. Execution is everything. Everybody has great ideas, or everybody could have a great idea. It is the execution of those ideas that will actually, you know, make things happen. And so focus on execution. Then I tell people, you know. Um, once you start your journey, um, don't wait until then, but once you start your journey, then start, you know, learn everything that you can become excellent in everything that you do with regards to your purpose. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking, well, I need to become excellent and get all the knowledge and get all the experience and get everything that I need before I start. I tell people that is actually a mistake. Start the journey. And as you go along, become better at it, you know, become good. Um, let's see what else, mm-hmm. um, f- focus on excellence. You have to maintain momentum. Uh, you have to be resilient and then you have to surround yourself with people, with the right people, mentors, partners, coaches that can help you, help you take you to the next level. And, and all these things are, mm-hmm. are never ending. You're, you're constantly, you're constantly, um, you know, working on one, two or more of these things at the same time. Interesting. Really Interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I know a lot of people who want to, to make a change, but they get stuck in the, yes. in the fear factor. And yeah. sometimes even when it's pre- even when the opportunities are presented to them, they still don't don't take them. And I, yeah. you know, as far as advice, you know, it, there's only so much that you can you can say. It has to come right. from the heart of that person. Yeah, and yes. I don't know and, if that means and, that you have to hit 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 bottom before before you're willing to take that step. I, I don't know. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's not the case for everybody. And that's this is what I tell people that you know that is the difference between being um, smart, not smart, and wise. Let me explain. Um, you know, not not people who are not very smart 
will make the mistake and keep making the same, same mistake over and over and over again. Others who are smart will make the mistake and learn from those mistakes and not make the, try not to make the same mistakes again. Now, wise people learn from other people's mistakes. And here's what I tell people. I said, look, the step that you want to take, other people have already taken. There's nothing new under the sun. When I wrote the book, I was so fearful of writing the book. But guess what? I'm, I'm, other people have written books. And so I could learn. I could learn from other people's mistakes, what they did, how they did it, how they made things out, the do's and don'ts. So I don't make the same mistakes. So I can at least minimize the learning curve um, to my advantage. And so taking that mm-hmm. first step is critical. It's critical. But you don't have to take it in a void. You can learn from what other people have already done before you. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I mean everybody has their everybody has their start. Yes. Uh and a lot of times it takes somebody to give them the opportunity. Yes. But you know the the thing is that the opportunity will not seldom, I shouldn't say never, but seldom appear presents itself uh, in inactivity. You have to be active. You have to actually be in motion um, before the opportunity comes your way. Okay? And mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of people, a lot of people sit, you know, sit there and, and say to themselves, well, I'm going to wait for the right opportunity to present itself. Well, again, I, I seldom does that happen. You have to be constantly searching, knocking on doors, talking to the right people, networking, you know, again, le- in the process, learning as much as you can about, you know, whatever direction you want to go into. Um, but mm-hmm. you have to be in motion. Motion and, and, and execution is, is key to, um, to uh, somebody's success. Mm-hmm. Interesting. How do people find this motivation to be in constant motion? You know, I, I, again, it goes back to purpose. When you, when you, have, when you find your purpose, you're just passionate about what you do. It's not a drag. And it motivates you to want to learn more and do more and achieve more and, and gain new ground. Um, things, people, people will lose motivation when they're not passionate about, about what they're doing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, Steve Jobs, uh, the late Steve Jobs, you know, taught a great lesson about this. And he said, look, as, 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 Try to work as hard as you can in finding out what your passion is, what your purpose is, and then mm-hmm. give your whole life to it. Give your whole life to it. People ask me, you know, because I've had a, a heck of a schedule for the last, well, I would say for the last almost 20 years where, you know, I, 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 I do my corporate job. I, I, I've, gone, I've gone to school. I've, I've you know, wrote a book. I, I've, I'm a parent. Um, you know, and so, and, you know, I try to take care of my, my body, um, and people ask me, so how do you, how is it that you can be teaching here and teaching there and writing and coaching here and talking to that person? And, and for me, it's simple. It's because it doesn't feel like work. For me, this is life. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mm-hmm. don't check out, you know, at five o'clock when I leave the office and say, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm out of there because now I can, you know, devote myself to, no, everything that I do, and I have worked purposely to make sure that everything that I do um, fits within my what, what my purpose is. Now, it wasn't always the case. 
um, you know, sometimes I had to do things that I didn't want to do and jobs that I didn't want to, that I didn't particularly enjoy. Um, but you work towards making sure that you can align as much as possible, align everything of, around your, your purpose. And then it becomes, then you want to do it. Then, it, you know, that motivation is, in, is, inher- is inherent. It comes from within. Um, mm-hmm. You know, motivation from the outside is great. You know, you can set yourself, let's say, you know, I want a million bucks in the in my bank account, or I want to, you know, I want to drive a, a nice, you know, fast car and and, and live in a nice, mm-hmm. you know, apartment, and and those things are great, uh, and you can, those are things that you can shoot for. But what you what you'll find out is if if you try to look for motivation outside of yourself, it, it, number one, if you're not passionate about it, you're gonna give up, and, and number two, if you if you reach it, then you're gonna say, okay, is this it? You're gonna be like you're gonna you're gonna feel empty. So again, you gotta look for for that motivation within because that fire will will even though it goes up and down, it will always be it will always be on. A lot of people just don't know what it is that they have that they might have a passion for. Right. That's that I think right. sometimes that's a difficult part. It is. It is, and but it's not impossible, and there are, there are clues around, all around us. Um, and so, what I tell people mm-hmm. is, you know, take some time, take some time, take you know, take take thirty days out of your life. All right, do your do your normal life, you know, that you would normally do. And I would say, okay, um, I want you to take some of that time for yourself. Um, go to a coffee shop, go to go to a park, go in front of the ocean, you know, just spend some time by yourself with a, a notebook and pen. And I want you to think through your life, and I want you to think through those things that give you energy and that you make you happy and give you satisfaction. And just keep writing. Write anything along those lines, and, and then, but and don't discriminate. Just write it down and do that every day. Uh, I want you to look at your childhood. And what were those things when you were a child that really that, that you dreamt of, that you, you know, you wanted to do. Write them down. Keep writing down. And then I want you to remember conversations that you've had with bosses and with colleagues and with family, family members and friends. And I want you to look for patterns. And, and, and what are those things that people keep saying to yourself or, or keep saying to you about, about yourself? And, and keep doing that as much as you can. Just fill that, that, that notebook out. And you're gonna see your pattern. You're gonna see what are those things that you make you make you happy and fulfilled. For me, for me, when I did that exercise, um, it, what kept coming back was helping people, teaching people, helping, teaching, coaching. Um, and so it, it, it kept coming back. And I said, okay, this is this is what I need to do. And sure enough, once I started out in that journey, for me, I haven't it, ha- it hasn't felt like work, you know, um, at all. Um, because I'm passionate about it. I can do this, you know, you yeah. and I were talking, uh, you know, before the show that I, you know, I hardly sleep. I'm, I, I, this is my fourth interview today. Plus, I had to teach a couple of classes. Plus, you know, but for me, it doesn't feel like work. It energizes me. It doesn't drain me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's how you find, and that's how you find, that's how you find out um, that, you know, mm-hmm. That, 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 that you know you you are passionate and you have that purpose of, of what you know what you want to do for what you want to do so so uh does this follow under pretty much 
all the steps to take in order to kind of reprogram your mind and and find what it is you want, or are there some other steps? No, well, for reprogramming your mind, I have a whole bunch of other steps, you know, that uh, you know that I lay out I laid out in the, in the book. Uh, I'll give you a couple. Okay. Okay. So to re, to reprogram sure. your mind, um, one of the things that you have to do is kick the old all old habits out. And and I and I, I tell people that pretend that you're uh, you you have a property and you have some tenants, right? And um, those tenants uh, don't pay the rent on time, and they're destroying your your property, and all the the rest of the neighbors complain about those tenants. Um, you can't address that situation until you kick those tenants out, right? And so I tell people, I said, look, there's some things in your mind that you're gonna have to kick out. Um, you're gonna have to replace the thoughts of uh, being inferior. You have to replace the thoughts of uh, feeling insufficient. You're going to have to replace the thoughts of being inadequate. You have to replace those, those thoughts with new thoughts. And now reprogramming your your, your, your mind with new thoughts is going to take some time too. You're going to have to read the right books and listen to the right people and go to the seminars and attend, attend those classes and, and, and get some coaching and read the right books. Um, it's going to take some some work because we are creatures of habit, and and those things, those patterns, those those thoughts that we that we have today, have been programmed into our heads for you know for a very long time. And so it's it's not going to be like a, a you know it's not a silver bullet. You're not going to do this overnight, but you're going to find that the more that, the more time that you spend replacing those negative thoughts, those old thoughts with the new thoughts that you want to that you want to live out, um, you will you'll surprise yourself. You'll be you'll, you'll be you'll be looking back and saying to yourself, I can't believe I used to think that way. I can't believe I used to behave that way. I can't believe that I used to waste time the way that I did and and worry the way that I did. And so again that's that's the kind of programming that you're gonna have to do. Um, you know, you're gonna have to take responsibility for your life. Um, you have to eliminate excuses. Okay, no excuses. Um, you have to. Oh, geez, let me see if I can remember any any of the other um, steps here. You have to. Uh, looking at looking. Um, you have to accept failure. You know, we've been programmed that failure is bad. Failure, you know, but no. As you, as you start attempting your, your new your new patterns. You're going to fail. You're going to have to say, okay, you know what? That's good. I'm mm-hmm. going to learn from those mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. Feel good about your future. Um, always expect something good. There's something good that's going to happen. Um, I mean, there's so many things that you – I tell people, fake it till you make it. You know, actually, that's, that's mm-hmm. one way to develop new <laughs> One way to develop new habits is to actually start doing it. And it's not going to feel natural mm-hmm. at first, like for, like for me. Uh, you know, writing writing was not natural, and so at mm-hmm. first, you know, when I started when I started writing my book, my old mindset would come back and say, "Who do you you know?" It would tell me, "Who do you think you are? You think you're an author now? I mean, you can't you know, <laughs> English. You know, English is your English is your second language, guy. You know, what are you what are you doing here? And I had to defeat it by actually no." I am I am a writer. I am a writer. You know, I started say I am a writer. Mm-hmm. And I started writing. Um, I tell people, you know, one of the one of the ways to change your mind is to stop complaining. Complaining does you That's no right. good. 
if anything, right. if anything, it 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 really it really projects this um you know negativity and people you'll repel people you'll repel opportunities that could have come your way and the people that could have come your way just because you were complaining all the time. Um, and mm-hmm. then and then probably very importantly in changing your mindset and 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 creating these new habits is find reinforcement and support from other people who walk. And I tell people, look. You may not know them right now, but you can find them, and they can become virtual mentors. One of my greatest mentors I've never met, but I have read really? everything they've put out. I, really, I've oh, okay. listened to their to their to their lectures. I have learned from their mistakes. Uh, listen, you don't have all the time in the world to make every single mistake yourself. You can learn from other people's yeah. mistakes and find those. Find those find find that reinforcement outside. Oh, and yeah. right now and right now it's even it's easier than ever. When I started the internet, you know, back in the early nineties, mid nineties, the internet was not really, you know, the way it is right now. Today uh-huh. you can find YouTube you can find YouTube videos and podcasts and you know oh, I and, know it. You know, fr- it's fr- just a free treasure courses. trove. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so, there's no excuses. You know, stop complaining. Stop making excuses. Make things happen. Mm. Wonderful advice. Just wonderful advice. Listeners, if you're just joining in, we're talking with Dr. Reggie Patton, and we're talking about how to overcome your limitations and how to um, motivate yourself and to find your passion for work that won't feel like work. Yes. I like I like how you, you were talking earlier about taking baby steps. I think yes. that's probably some of the best advice ever. You're not going to go out there and be number one at what you're trying right. to do that's new. You literally right. do have to do that. It's um, it's like the first time you have to give a speech. Yeah. You know, yes. The fear can just almost paralyze you, <laughs> and. Absolutely. Yet if you prepare for it, if you prepare for it, if you go and you find the coaches out there that can coach you on what to say and how to say it and what to do when you're up there at the podium, uh, that's your yep. first baby step. Yep. And then the more you do yep. it, the more you do it, the better you become. Right. You know, I I didn't become a doctor overnight, Right. I didn't. Be, I didn't become a PhD overnight. I had to. I had to take one class at a time, and even in those, you know, one semester at a time, um, one class at a time, one paper at a time, one exam at a time. Those baby steps, mm-hmm. and with each mm-hmm. success, with each success, when I when I when I went to to college, I felt so inadequate. Again, I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college, and so I mm-hmm. didn't have a context within my family of support or advice as to what I needed to do. So when I, I remember hitting that classroom, that first classroom, as a 25-year-old adult in a room full basically of, of, of 18-year-olds, um, mm-hmm. and I felt so out of place, um, and I, I didn't think I could do it. I, you know, I, I, literally, I literally said, this may not be for me, but I didn't give up. And so I said, okay, one semester, one class one paper. My first paper was horrible. Um, <laughs> the, first exam, the first exam I took, I failed. And mm-hmm. 
and I could have given up. I could have said, you see, this is not, you know, this is not for me. However, I, I stuck with it and I kept working harder, even harder and studying and, and polishing my writing skills. And, and again, you know, learning from other people and, and getting advice from better writers. And, and, and today, you know, today I have, I have a published book from somebody who, who has yeah. never, you know, you know, who mm-hmm. never written a, a paper it, before. And, and when you talk about how um, with each success, um, I believe that you gain self-confidence and it builds your Absolutely. self-esteem. Absolutely. And you feel like so you can if do something you never really try, So if you never try because you're afraid you'll fail, then you'll be stuck. You'll be stuck. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I would tell people, go in thinking, you know, I mean, don't don't bite more than what you can chew, right? Don't. In fact, and I'm on, and this is a, a word of advice coming from one of the richest men in the world. Like, in fact, I think he's the the fifth richest man in the world, Carlos Slim. Um, I was part of a group of 50 people who who was in a room with him, and we just picked his brain. And I I asked the question. I said, you know, Mr. Slim, how is it that you've been able to build such um, successful companies, and he says, it's because of the people I have. And I said, okay, well, but what about the people you have? And I said, and he said, I encourage them to fail. I encourage them to make mistakes because when you're failing and making mistakes, it actually means that you're trying. Now, he said this. He says, I encourage them to make the, the little mistakes, not the big mistakes, because sometimes you, make, you can make a, a catastrophic mistake that can actually, you know, wipe you clean and, and, and you can never recover. But if you make the little mistakes, you know, getting, you know, getting that, I, I, I don't know, I mean, failing that first exam or, or not, you know, getting a C on that first paper or, you know, even fa- even even um, even failing at your first um, business attempt. You know how many, how many people have, who are very, very successful entrepreneurs today over and over and over and over again before they made it? Had they given up the first time they failed, they they, they wouldn't have um they wouldn't have made it. And so and so I, I tell people that look, make the mistakes because at least that tells that tells me you're trying. Mhm, it's so true. It's just one. And that's for that's for everything. That's given. for relationships. Um, that's for your health. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get you know they start mm-hmm. um looking at dieting or exercising. You know, I was at a point I was I was 40 pounds overweight. I mean, I was I was a big guy. And um and you know, I I started, you know, exercising and you know, there were times that I I, I gained a lot of ground and lost a lot of weight and other times I I you know, I didn't. But what what happened was it became a lifestyle. And and today, you know, I can mm-hmm. live without you know, getting on that tra- treadmill for 45 minutes or, or going to the gym and, and lifting some weights. Um, because, and, and I failed, but I failed you know, for an organ, but at least I'm trying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And so it's when you stop trying that you just don't have that fire under you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You've, lost, you've, lost, you've lost the lust for, for life. Yeah. Um, when when you talk about finding your passion and then you do find your passion and you take those baby steps to start putting some things in place, how do you yeah. execute your plan every single time? 
I mean, so so what I tell people is, um, you know, you have to write things down and actually have steps that mm-hmm. you're going to do every day. And what happens is you you create patterns in your life. And, and after a while, execution becomes um, part of the norm. And actually, when, you, when you're not executing, you feel like, okay, you feel weird because it, that, that's become part of your pattern. So I tell people, look, get up at the same time every single day. Um, go through a routine every day. You know, do some reading. Uh, do some listening to, to, you know, something inspirational. Meditate. Um, you know, try to, try to feed yourself well. Um, go through a series of routines and patterns that at first, again, it will feel like it'll feel out of place. You know, for me was writing, writing those, those 500, 1,000 words every day. Um, it was, uh, you know, uh, researching in order to create that, that class every day. It was listening to that, you know, to that um, talk every day. It was practicing in front of a classroom every day. It, it, it was creating these habits and patterns every single day, no days off, um, until it becomes natural. And then you'll find out that mm-hmm. when you... Are you there? Hello? The number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please try again. Hello. The number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please try again. Hello? The number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please try again.